You are listening to The Lift Mindset, where we provide an update from the experts. The aim of our podcast is to inform, educate and entertain. We will be sharing our views on current trends and predictions for 2021 about the industries the Lift Financial Group cover. If you are interested in financial planning, investing, mortgages, insurance, sport and more, then this is the podcast for you. Today, we have Carl Abbott, Commercial Account Development Executive, discussing how Lyft Insurance is different to other brokers, the hardening market over the last few years, and his long-term plan for the commercial business. So, Carl, as we know, it's been a difficult year for many businesses in 2020, but Lyft Commercial Insurance had a 25% increase in business. What do you put this down to, and what makes you different from other brokers? Yeah, you you are correct there. So it has been a difficult time for many businesses up and down the country in 2020. Whereas Lyft Insurance, we've been doing lots of things to help the growth and obviously help the clients that we've currently got as well. For example, some of the, the clients that we've currently got, we've managed to extend payment terms for them. We've managed to remove vehicles off their fleet insurance at no charge as well. We decided quite early on in the pandemic that we need to look after the clients that we've currently got. We decided to remove all amendment fees as well on our policies for 12 months, which basically meant that clients could ring us up, make amendments to the policy, and we wouldn't actually charge them for doing so, just to try and help them out a little bit. On the back of that, we've now also got quite a lot of claims currently going through for business interruption for many of our clients, mainly in the hospitality sector, such as bars and restaurants. Luckily enough, there was an FCA Supreme Court hearing where quite a few insurers got taken to court just to have a good look at the policy wording to see whether there was any potential cover. And the vast majority of our clients was with these insurers. So we've managed to submit quite a lot of business interruption claims to hopefully help them out during this period as well. But the reason why I suppose we we have grown as well as look after the clients that we've got is we've carried on with our referral partners, such as accountancies and solicitors. We're not a call centre by any stretch of the imagination. We like to think ourselves as a local broker for a lot of our clients. We get to meet our clients face to face, get a good understanding of their needs, their businesses, and then obviously give them advice on what they need regarding their insurance. When a client comes on board with us, we look after them from cradle to grave, which basically means we sort out all the new business for them. So we go around the market, secure the clients the best possible deals, and then report back to them. During the the next 12 months while we have them as a client, any midterm adjustments, they come direct to Aladdin be myself or my account handler which is a lady called Tomma. any claims that they might have we deal with that on their behalf as well so we really do look after our clients to make sure they get the best possible service available and like i say to all my clients as well we work for you not the insurer come renewal time if we can find them a better deal with a different insurer, we'll always give our clients the best possible deal in the market at that time. So that's really how we've managed to grow in the last 12 months and and keep the vast majority of the clients with a a renewal retention of over 98%, which is phenomenal. Great. Thanks, Carl. Can you give me an example of how you've been able to help businesses over the years? Have you got a real success story? 
To be honest with you, there's been there's been many over the years where we've helped clients out. I can give you two examples that spring to mind. So we went to see a client that came off a referral from an accountancy firm. And we went over to see the client and like we do with all our clients, we do what we call a full risk evaluation, which basically is looking over the current policy wordings, making sure that there's no hidden endorsements or hidden warranties on there that the client doesn't know about. In this instance, we went round, we had a good look around the factory so I could get a good understanding of the business. Then we went through his policy documentation and it was apparent from straight away that there were so many sections on his policy wording that he just couldn't adhere to. Small things such as red care alarm system needed to be fitted according to the policy wording. Well, the client didn't have this. So what that would have meant is in the event of a theft that the insurer just wouldn't have paid, the client would have been left with a massive loss under their own name. He was also underinsured. There was additional extensions in there that the members of staff couldn't work at height or depth, whereas all his staff worked at height and depth. In the event of an employee's liability claim coming in, again, there's a good chance the insurer would have kicked out the claim because they didn't understand the risk to start off with, and he should have been paying a lot more than what he was. We went in there, we arranged everything for him on a correct basis, and he's now been with us for three or four years. And he, again, has passed over several other clients that we've now picked up just because of the service that we've offered. Another one that I can think of was, it was quite a complicated risk. He rang us up after the tragic events of Grenfell because they do inspection on cladding in tower blocks. And he'd been to maybe six other brokers and they'd all said look we can't help you it's too complicated insurers won't want this risk anymore and basically just left him to his own devices but the problem is with businesses like this without having professional indemnity insurance they couldn't trade they came to us and i assessed the risk and realized obviously there's it is a difficult risk to place but i wanted to help this guy out otherwise 20 members of staff would have been unemployed within a month we went around the market we did a full Lloyds of London brokerage for him as well. And we managed to actually find him cover. We managed to cover him for £10 million under professional indemnity insurance. We've had to do that over split between four different insurers to make sure that we could get them limits that he needed. But ultimately, what it meant was, as a business, they could carry on trading from there. So yeah, there's just two success stories, but there's lots and lots of others that I could talk about. They are some great success stories. I've heard you talking about a hardening market over the last few years, but what exactly is this? And how has it affected both you and your clients? Yeah, it is something that a lot of insurance brokers are are speaking about more and more at the moment, especially with the clients. I mean, in in basic terms, what a hardening market is, is when premiums are being increased and insurers' capacity is being decreased, which ultimately means less flexibility from underwriters. To put this in a little bit of context for you, Lloyds of London has estimated over £100 billion worth of claims across the insurance market in 2020. Now, this was obviously pre-COVID. With the current rulement, we're anticipating these claims costs to be quite significantly higher in 2021. The increased numbers as well is things like the severity and weather. Storm damage in January, February 2020 resulted in an estimated £400 million worth being paid out in claims. The average escape water claim in the UK has actually gone up 30% in the last three years, as well as injury costs has increased significantly as well because of the government action and future payaways to clients. This is called the Ogden rating, which was increased 
increased. So let's say you are unfortunately a builder who's broke his neck maybe three or four years ago. That payout might be a million pounds under the new rating. It's more like three point five million pounds payout. So because of this, the market's had to take a good look at itself and realise that premiums need to go back up to cover these claim costs. Professional indemnity insurance has been by far the hardest hit during this time. But unfortunately, I can see rates continuing to increase up until maybe 2023 at the very earliest, where hopefully they'll then level out. There are some clients in this hardening market that unfortunately, they're not going to be able to get insurance. Solicitors being one of them. And that goes back to flexibility in an underwriter's book to write business that is risky. The moment they are just going after the the nice, easy risk. So that's basically what a hardening market is. It's, It's higher premiums based on less insurance capacity out there. So, Cole, when you talk about insurance for businesses, what exactly do they need and why? It's a really good question. Every single business is different. Somebody in hospitality as a restaurant needs completely different cover to a builder, for example. Legal requirements stipulate the only legal thing on insurance that you need is employees' liability. That is the only legal requirement out there. Other covers, such as public and products liability, that is essential because that covers all third-party injuries. You have them what you call material damage factors, such as stock content, computer equipment, and that computer equipment then can be covered to go abroad as well. Or if you've got salespeople out on the road, it will then cover their electronic devices such as laptops and mobile phones. You then have business interruption. Now, what business interruption is, let's say in the event of a fire, you have a factory, a a warehouse, and it burns down to the ground. It might take you 12 months to to get a new factory, to get all the, the plant and machinery back up to scratch before you can start trading again. So what your business interruption would do is they would come in and pay you based on a gross profit basis any income that you would have lost to keep your business afloat until you get back up and running again. You then have covers such as professional indemnity insurance. These cover things such as training, any advice that you give and any design work that you do. Again, within certain sectors to actually trade, you need professional indemnity insurance financial services being one of them, solicitors being another one. Certain contractors need them, otherwise they can't actually go out there and get jobs. Another big one is fleet insurance. It is what it says in the name. It's covering a fleet of vehicles owned by the business for any driver. Now, them drivers can be over 21, 25, whatever it might be. The the ease of access of having fleet insurance is it's one price per vehicle. So then you know in six months' time, if you're taking a vehicle off, it's going to be half the price of the annual premium for that one policy. And then again, there's, there's so many more that you can talk about, such as DNO and cyber liability, which is a big one on everyone's minds at the moment, because unfortunately, no one is safe when it comes to cyber liability, as we've seen over the last 12 months, some of the, the largest firms in the world have been hacked. So yeah, that's just a small array of types of insurance that businesses have out there. But again, what we would do is we would go out to the business, do a full review of the business, and then inform the clients of exactly what they need. Finally, Carl, what's the long-term plan for lift insurance? 
what's your vision and how will you and the team achieve this? I suppose like all businesses, growth has to be number one. As any well-run business, you, you need growth year on year. The way that we do that is we want to make sure that we keep the same service levels that we've currently got. So we want to make sure our clients have a great experience from start to finish. We want to give that personal feel to all our clients. I've had clients now for over 10 years. Some of them I would classify more as my friends. So we don't want to lose that experience, even though we do want to grow. We also want to expand our panel of referral network. Again, at the moment, we've got lots of great relationships with accountants and solicitors out there. They are worried that their own clients haven't got the right coverage. And let's be honest, if a claim comes in and it's a large, significant claim and the insurer doesn't know about it and that claim gets kicked out, it can ultimately end up closing a business down. So from an accountant's point of view, they want to protect their revenue as well and their clients. They come to us to do a full review of their clients' insurance and hopefully get them on the books. That's basically it for the long-term plan. We, we want to make sure the clients that we've got are looked after and hopefully grow off referral and recommendation only and just expand the team and the business going forward. Thank you for listening. We hope you have learned something new today from our experts. If you would like to find out more, please visit our website www.lift-insurance.com or search for Lift-Insurance on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn and Instagram. Don't forget to like and subscribe to hear more from the Lift Mindset.